My name is Claudia. I'm a yoga teacher, earth student, writer, intuitive, health coach, and above all, a soul navigating the chaos and wonder of this human experience. I am your guide for all things spiritual, cosmic, well-being, personal development and expansion, and my purpose here and now is to use my voice to empower you to activate yours, to get to the depths of who you are and to find your light. With me, with all of us, learn to trust the process. This is where the magic happens. Hi everyone, welcome back to Trust the Process. This week we have another guest and my guest today uh, was Jordan Dunnan. Jordan um, and I kind of met serendipitously um, through Instagram back last June, I want to say, um, when he was kind of launching the prototype for his um coaching platform online coaching platform of which he is the CEO and founder which is called Hatchpath in this episode we kind of talk a lot about Hatchpath what it is the power of um, nurturing and creating a positive mindset we talk a lot about discipline about things that you kind of have to give up and have to connect to if you really want to connect to your inner voice and live a life that you actually are worthy of living and kind of breaking free from this paradigm this box that society puts us in of this narrative of disempowerment of victimhood and really moving to um, victory and we kind of go over like habits and techniques and tools um, that have helped both of us on our journey and that we really kind of encourage people and empower people to look into when it comes to their own healing their own health their own well-being and really taking control of that narrative um, so a little background about Jordan before he um, goes ahead and introduces himself in the episode. So he's the founder and CEO of online coaching community and platform Hatchpath. Um, he was also diagnosed with, um, well, he also had a very serious brain injury in 2016. And I think, I believe it's the year 2017, just after he was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. And since then, he's gone from you know, feeling this um, victim mentality, feeling like he was, he'd hit rock bottom, he couldn't find any way out and really learning to heal himself through the help of coaches, people um, in his life that were close to him, that supported him through himself, his own healing journey, really taking that control into his own hands and planting seeds being the catalyst for his own growth and evolution to ultimately get him to be where he want where he is today um so i really hope you enjoy this episode you can check out jordan um you can connect with him via hatchpath via his instagram which is all going to be in the description below and i would really implore you to join hatchpath whether you're a coach someone who's looking for a coach someone who's not even looking for a coach but you kind of want to feel like there's something more to um this well-being community than just what you see on you know instagram and and social media and things like that because to me it really does feel like um a part of a community and something bigger that is undoubtedly going to grow um so with that onto the episode and i hope you enjoy this one 
Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trust the Process, the podcast. Um, today, we have another guest episode. So today, uh, my guest is Jordan. Um, he's the CEO and founder of Hatchpath, which is kind of like an online coaching platform. And we're kind of just here to talk and have a conversation about the power of positive thinking and nurturing a positive mindset what kind of led him to create Hatchpath and how coaching can actually be really life-changing for you, even if you don't actually know it yet. Um, so welcome, Jordan, to the podcast. I'll just give you the floor to kind of introduce yourself, um, what you're about, and yeah. Well, thank you, Claudia. I really appreciate the intro. And yeah, totally. Today is all about positive mindset and what that means in a space where um, we're coming out of COVID. We have a lot of new opportunities. You know, we may be going into an economic depression, but, you know, some great things have always been built in down times. And I had a journey just like everybody else has a journey. Uh, you may be still in your journey, but to overcome that negative mindset has been my mission. And the things that I do daily are kind of that battle with that inner voice and beating it. So, yeah, I'm here today to talk about positive mindset. I am the CEO and founder of Hatchpath, as you said, which is a coaching marketplace. We connect clients and coaches. And I truly believe that you don't have to do it all yourself. And for me, there was always that person in my corner that had my back, that was able to give me a plan. I call it the blueprint and help me succeed. So if you're struggling, if you're wanting to be better than you are right now, then enlist the help of someone that has done what you want to do. And that person is a coach and you can find them on Hatchpath. Cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I guess the first thing that I want to ask and just kind of get straight into is what have you always had this way of thinking, like knowing that you need having a positive mindset is not something that just comes naturally to all of us. I think as human beings, we're actually quite wired to think negatively. And that's what creates that conditioning and that pattern in our mind. Um, so what what was it that prompted you to realize, okay, well, maybe you've always been like that, but maybe, no, okay, I needed to yeah. make a change and I need to actually put effort into this. It's not something that's just going to come to me. It needs to come from me. Yeah, I think that comes down to like creating my panel. Um, I read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich. And I think I've read it a ton of times now. And one of the things the author talks about is creating an imaginary, imaginary panel of people you aspire to be like. Mm -hmm. So every night before bed, I set up my panel. My panel includes Tony Robbins, Rob Deirdrick, Drake, Russ, and basically like 15 to 20 other people. And I remember why I have them in my panel. So for Tony Robbins, it's charisma, it's overcoming obstacles, it's helping others. For Rob Deirdrick, it's persistence, easy energy, again, charisma. So I have this imaginary panel of real people who I intend to be like. And you know, the one thing they all had in common is a positive outlook. So when I was going through um, my journey, which was a battle with a chronic illness, which was Lyme disease, and I also snapped my neck and had a brain injury, um, was not that it was impossible to deal with the pain, but it was impossible to deal with that voice in my head. And there was comfort mm. in becoming the, the biggest victim. And that's a triggering word for a lot of people. It should be. Yeah. And what happened was, is that I would consistently compare myself to other people in a negative light. I would mm. want to say that, you know, no, my doctor said I was the worst patient they'd ever seen. Or, no, my blood panels are the worst. Or... <laughs> 
Um, you know, like, no, I had the worst test result. Yeah. And it, it, get, it was like a race to the bottom because that was the only route that I could see. And the positive outlook thing didn't come until years into being uh, sick and unwell. It was uh, driving people away. I was a consistently mm -hmm. neg negative person when I was sick. I think I was probably the most negative person I've ever been around in my life. I was mm -hmm. um, depressed, but I, when, when you're down, you want other people to be down. Misery yeah. loves company, right? So mm -hmm. it was a, a really tough cycle to break out of, but positivity is looked at in a negative light. So I never portray false positivity. False positivity is saying everything's okay. It's yeah. not. What I do is I say, everything sucks, but I'm going to enjoy the ride and get through it. So yeah. when I was sick, I wasn't lying to myself and saying, oh, this is okay. I'm healthy. I'm happy. Because mm -hmm. when we use affirmations like that, our brain goes, you're a liar. That's a lie. I don't believe yeah. you. That's not right. So what I did was I said, this road is tough. I can choose to be angry and dwell in it and try to get attention from you know, the victim standpoint, or mm -hmm. I can choose to have a different outlook, a positive outlook. Yeah. So um, yeah, and, and now my journey is, is different. I choose to be uncomfortable every day yeah. instead of comfortable. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that kind of the race to the bottom, like you said, because in my experience with like um, having had like eating disorders and being diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and things like that, I felt I very much clung on to that as an like identification and I just while it did have its place and you know it was a good thing to have these diagnoses and things like that it very much like it I, I almost wanted it to become my identity and I was like that is me and I'm going to be the most borderline person you've ever seen and I'm going to have the worst eating habits you've, you you know and it's like it's I think it's really I think when you're in that cycle there's only you kind of have to hit the bottom in order to be like okay there's literally no further that I can go and I have to start like trying to find a way out so I, I can I can empathize with that in a to some degree um yeah and I think I think it kind of also comes into what you said about this victim mentality and I think it's like you said it's triggering for a lot of people that word and it should be um but I think I don't know and I'd love to get your perspective on this as well like when we're so when we cling on to that victim mentality so much we really deny ourselves from accessing our true potential or any morsel of it and I think it's hard for sometimes for people to see when they're really in the in the thick of it to just look and see okay but how am I going to see my potential you know you can't just tell someone who's feeling like that yeah your potential is so vast and so open and you can do anything is hard for them to even, you know, to see it. But I guess, yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to know your perspective on that, or like maybe what kind of advice or things that you did to kind of sure start to to get into that and to make it a habit and to that ultimately got you to where you are now. Yeah, totally. So a victim always needs a victimizer, and the victimizer doesn't always know that they're the victimizer. So um, when I was sick, my parents would always say, "I'm so sorry for your situation," or my friends and family would give me so much attention because I was sick. And then I met mm. Lauren, who's my wife now, and she never did that. Mm. She was like, well, then stop doing this. Or if you're sick, then take the time to rest. Yeah. It was never, um, you know, padding the injury. It was never saying, oh, poor you. Because mm. if you're a victim, you need someone to fuel that fire. And yeah. 
you know, the most natural response from a human being to another is to coddle them. Um, so if you're a victim, just cut off your victimizers. And it's, you know, it's an easy thing to say, harder to do. But when you're looking for help, are you truly looking for help? Or are you looking for coddling? Mm -hmm. Are you looking for, oh, poor you or um, uh, the why me mentality? Is it creeping in? And then on the other side of the equation, if you are the victimizer or the person who is dealing with someone who's struggling, who just looks for the coddling, maybe take a step back and say, am I helping them? Is this coddling doing good or bad? And to see if by just, if they came to you and say, oh, I'm so struggling today. My life sucks, X, Y, Z. Maybe instead of saying, oh, poor you, you could say, okay, how can we deal with this? Mm. What is the next step? And putting an action in place because the only way you overcome an obstacle is with action and it's consistent mm. action. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned is indecision is a decision and it's the mm. worst decision you can make. Every decision is the right decision because it leads to something. So yeah. you get a result from an action and that is always a result, whether it's good or bad. And the great thing about good is you can keep going. And the even better thing about bad is it forces you back to good. Mm. So if you make a decision and you think it's the wrong one, now you don't know. Now you know not to go that way. Exactly. So yeah. um, the, the, a lot of sick people, a lot of people with chronic illness, a lot of people with injuries are risk averse and they're struggling with indecision. Mm -hmm. So the thing I say to them is just take a step every single day towards a goal and set a goal, set a, an a lofty goal. I never thought that I'd be healthy enough to be without pain. And now um, I'm way beyond that. And I should have set my goals higher. And now my goals are astronomical. So set your goals mm -hmm. to make you inspired. Because if you set a goal that sucks, how hard are you going to work to achieve that? Not very hard. Yeah, but if you set a goal that inspires you, your effort's going to change. Yeah, it's so true. And I think it's also like a question of what do you believe you're capable of? Like truly, truly, because again, when you're in that kind of situation, your your mind's obviously not going to want to kind of reach for the, the seemingly impossible. But it's like, what what do I actually think I'm capable of? What do I know I'm capable of? Like, what do the people who love me that are around me tell me I'm capable of? And then just mm -hmm. there's no harm, and there's no harm in setting that because even if your mind is going to say, oh, you're never going to achieve that. It's like you can validate that and say, okay, well, we can just set it anyway then. Like, there's, there's no harm. And then I think sometimes that planting of that seed is the catalyst to be like, oh, I just, I just needed that. And maybe, maybe I can actually get there, you know? Yeah. And I think that you, you can start that way, but you need an undying belief. Because mm. every single day, there's going to be an opportunity for you to quit. And for me, I use my cold plunge at 4 a.m. as my de deterrent to quitting. But if you quit, it's over anytime you quit. If, yeah. if you're on day 100 or day two and you decide not to do something, you've let that kind of enter into your subconscious mind and mm -hmm. think it's okay for me not to do something. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think there's a difference between listening to your body and listening to a subconscious voice. Like mm -hmm. if you're sick and tired um, consistently and one day you're just completely out of it, sure, that's your body. But if it's just something telling you, like, you've worked hard enough, you don't need to do X, Y, Z today, that's your subconscious mind. You need to shut that up. You need mm -hmm. to go and do whatever it is that your mind's telling you not to do because then it's going to feel amazing. Yeah. It's not a punishment to do it. It's actually a reward because yeah. the endorphins and the chemicals you release by beating your mind 
are yeah. 10 times better than sitting on the couch and saying, I can do this another time. That's so true. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like a fine line that you toe, isn't it? Because I feel like, especially in this kind of wellness world and the world of well-being and things a lot of the time there's this focus on like listen to your body which is obviously something that we should all be um aspiring to but i think the problem is a lot of the time if you're spreading this message of just listen to your body listen to your body and you don't explain what that actually means a lot of the people that you're communicating that to don't actually have a deep connection with their body because they've gone so long being disconnected from it and like you said being entangled by that subconscious voice and mm -hmm. what they think is intuitive might actually not be and they're kind of missing their body's cues and I think Absolutely. that's why and that's another reason why like coming back to coaching why that's so powerful because whatever capacity you work with a coach in you're going to find a way to connect back to that inner voice and connect back to that intuition and be like oh Absolutely. okay you know maybe listening to my body one day does mean you know just like like curling up on the sofa and watching a film with popcorn at night but if that happens the next night and the next night and the next night is that really listening to my body and if you're going to do that every day for the rest of your life how is that going to look in the long run you know it's not yeah. going to be healthy it's not going to look like the life totally live. totally and our bodies never want anything unhealthy so the excuse of listening to your body to do something unhealthy is actually always going to be your subconscious mind. If yeah. your body wanted to do something healthy, it'd be like go to sleep, meditate, um, you know, eat a, eat something healthy, eat a fruit, eat a vegetable. Yeah. Whereas I see a lot that, you know, go grab the ice cream and the donuts and binge watch your favorite show. It's time to listen to your body. Your body does not want that. Mm -hmm. Your body actually hates that. So yeah. <laughs> I saw something on Instagram the other day. It was like, um, something about Mondays, like bare minimum Mondays. And I, oh, yeah, actually, I yeah, it was actually crazy to me. I was like, people believe that they should do the bare minimum. Um, mm. What value are you deriving from that? And to, to me, it was just kind of like a, a slap in the face to wellness because yeah. wellness has taken a whole other term and wellness has become laziness. Mm. And the only way that we are going to become healthy is to go through a struggle. And if you take the vision or the, the, the view that all of life is a struggle and you choose to make it harder, mm. your life becomes so blessed and so incredible. Mm. But if your goal is comfort, if you're, if you're striving for comfort every day, your comfort zone is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. And if you're striving for average, well, 60% yeah. of Americans have a chronic illness, 40% are obese. Average does not get average results. Average gets nothing. So I think that the massive action mentality is that even if it's impossible for me to do right now, I'm going to attempt it. Yeah. And even if I can't get out of bed because I've been bedridden for years from my chronic illness, tomorrow I'm going to go and do more than I ever did today. Mm -hmm. And it's compounding. So I like the, the mentality of 1% better. I'm not shooting to be like, I think the problem when I was struggling with chronic illness is I always expected to be better tomorrow. Mm. I wanted to be healthy tomorrow. I wanted yeah. to um, rid myself of pain tomorrow. And we also have to take the mentality of aggressive patients. So shoot to be 1% better every day, but life is like a pinata. You can hit it 100 times and nothing's going to happen. Mm. But once you hit it that 101 time, it explodes and you get yeah. all of the value. So the compounding effort that you put into your overcoming your illness or having a good relationship or 
becoming the person you want to be, it's not going to happen overnight. It may not happen for years or a decade, mm -hmm. but when it does, it will be incredible. So mm -hmm. that, that's my perspective. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think I heard, I think I actually heard this on um, Mads's podcast recently. She's, it was something like, um, I think, and I think it was in relation to business, but I think you can kind of relate it to health and your well-being and, and anything. It was like, if you knew that it was going to take a um, hundred no's to get to your next yes, you would just like be plowing through those no's mm -hmm. like there's no tomorrow. And even if it was 500 or a thousand, because you know that number, you would just That's be like, awesome. I want to get as many no's as possible. And yeah. I think, so yeah, credit to Mads for, for giving me that inspiration. But That's cool. I think you can apply that to your health and well-being as well. Like you said, like that 1% better thing. Like if you knew when you're in that place of not seeing any way out, if you knew, okay, it's going to take months, maybe years, at this exact date like you will start feeling better and then it will mm -hmm. just keep going up and up and up i think yeah. that would inspire so many more people to at least be able to see some kind of yeah. light but i think it's totally so, yeah and i think that the world paints such a bad picture like i was i was told that i would never overcome chronic Lyme disease i needed to fuse my neck yeah. i needed a new hip yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, and then I, I did it all naturally. And they're like, oh, you're um, an anomaly. Yeah. You're an outlier. You're a miracle, like, that's not supposed yeah. to happen. You're a miracle. <laughs> I'm not a miracle. I kept my head down. I did the work and I was consistent. Mm. So I think the message should be to people that are sick is it's not a miracle. It can happen to every single person. It will happen to every single person that puts in the work. Um, and it, it's going to. So if you continually do it, expect the outcome of success. I should have set my goals astronomically higher, mm. um, which I do now, but expect success. Continually do something and just in the back of your mind, know it's going to work out. Because I got to that point with my illness. About three years into treatment, my mindset shifted and I know that's what brought me to the finish line. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was always like a voice in the back of my head, like, oh, this can't, you, you'll always be sick. You'll always have chronic yeah. Lyme disease. You'll always have to have you know, a handicapped job or like a part-time job or you, you'd have mm. to take hours off. And then that mindset one day just shifted. Um, it was, uh, I'm getting better. It's consistent. It's actually, um, it was on a, like a hockey stick type growth. It was um, exponential. And yeah. I felt so good that I started to pass how I felt before I got sick. And, the pro and I also think that there's a connotation that we work hard for comfort. And I think that is another Thing to break down another paradigm because I don't work hard today for an easier tomorrow. I work hard today so that tomorrow can be even harder and I can do it. Mm. So I do more treatment now than I ever did when I was sick. I, I do more health and wellness practices now than I ever mm. did when I was going through Lyme disease. And my life is a reflection of how hard I work. Mm. And I know that some people can't work hard because they're sick. Well, then sleep hard, <laughs> rest yeah. hard, um, do the things you can to get better. Yeah. Uh, take time off of social media, um, get in tune with your inner self, grow spiritually yeah. and, mm. and do all the things that matter. Because if you put in the work, you'll get results. If you, if you don't, you won't, there's no quick way to anything. And I think that being sick is the most valuable lesson I could have ever taken in my life. And mm. I'm so grateful for it. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 I love that. I think as well, it's like, um, I think on a kind of like, in a, if you view it from like a spiritual lens as well it's like if you can imagine the worst 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 case scenario and your brain is being wired to that then that means 
just by default that it's possible to imagine the best 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 case scenario I love and that. that you can rewire your brain to that and it is kind of illogical but it makes sense because if one is true then the other simply has to be true like there's yeah. no there's no way it couldn't be um yeah. so yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, and we lower our immunity through fear. So a hundred percent. And, um, you know, if you read any books from the thirties, like I said, think and grow rich, they talk about epidemics in, in New York and then the whole, um, you know, the governor coming in and saying there will be no mass media mm. about the illness because we don't mm. want to scare people and have them get sick. Well, what is the opposite that is happening here in 2022, 2023 is that our government's pushing this fear. So everybody's getting sick, you know, um, if you stop fearing the worst outcome, your body mm. will naturally go into a homeostasis and you'll heal. Mm. I think that exactly right. And and coming back to your point of worst outcome is that's naturally where everybody's mind goes. Yeah. This is where I'm going to end up. Well, guess what? You're setting a target to it. Everything you mm. do, you're thinking about the worst outcome. You're going yeah. to get it. You're creating yeah. that reality, aren't you? I was literally talking about that with my partner yesterday because we were talking about money and yeah. we were like, he was like affirming something kind of like negative about um the like his state of his finances and he didn't even mean it from he had no negative connotations mm -hmm. when it came to that and i said to him i was like you know you might not mean that in a negative way but if you put that out there you're creating that reality so that it it will be that way like if you say like oh I would like to go away next month but i don't have any money even if yeah even if you don't mean it in a negative way it's like say say you were meant to like it's the 4th of april now say i wanted to go away next month and there was like a timeline wherein i was meant to go away on the 1st of may but if i keep telling myself i can't i won't be able to i won't be able to then the 1st of may will come and the universe will be like oh well this was your timeline but you've just gone into another one because you you created that so i'm sorry you're gonna have to <laughs> rewire yeah. that so same goes for health and well-being yeah it's a whole it's a whole cyclical holistic environment how you do one yeah. thing is how you do everything so Absolutely. we can't have good health and poor finances we can't have um good relationships and poor health it's mm -hmm. all good or all bad i mm -hmm. think that the amount of effort that we put into ourselves is magnetic so instead of trying to if you're struggling in your relationship instead of trying to fix your relationship fix yourself Think about mm -hmm. how you can make yourself better and grow in a relationship and see how that helps. Or if you're struggling financially, instead of trying to figure out the quick fixes every single month, why not try to figure out how you can grow yourself to become the best asset for your finances? Or the same with your health and wellness. Instead of trying to look for the next drug pill yeah. therapy, how can you grow yourself? And Absolutely. once you start growing yourself, it goes to all pillars and you become magnetic. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. And in one of the books I'm just reading, it's by Lewis Howes, who's the author of, uh, or he's the uh, host of the, the School of Greatness podcast. In his new book, it talks about how you don't want to be chasing what your dreams are. You want to be a magnet, magnet for them. So you want to mm -hmm. become magnetic. And the only way you do that is by working on yourself and becoming the person who is deserving of those things. So if you mm -hmm. think of someone who has those things, who are they? Are they charismatic? Are they outgoing? What do they do? Do they mm. have a podcast? Do they have a newsletter? Do they own a business? Are they employees? Mm. So if you want if you want to become a magnet, look at the people who have what you want and become like them. I am mm. I'm I, I believe in modeling. I know that some people out there are like my future self is my goal, but who 
who, who really knows who their future self is? So I pick people who have real accomplishments, who have real accolades, yeah. who have real assets. And I say, that's who I want to be. And yeah. I pull out their character traits and I instill them in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so I, I know, well, I gather that you're a very like disciplined person and that that means a lot to you. And I think it would just be, I kind of think that sometimes people think discipline is like a dirty word. Do you know what I mean? Like routine, yeah, it's like a, things like that. Um, negative, yeah. Yeah. But I think like, it, I kind of try and reframe it for people as like discipline. Like what it really means is just being committed to yourself mm -hmm. and to your growth and and to like being what you want to be and knowing that you can't do that unless you implement some kind of strategy in order mm -hmm. to get there. So I love that. I guess, um, well, you've kind of touched on it a bit, but I, I guess I'd love to know as well, how, how has, what have you had to be like particularly disciplined about throughout your like healing journey? Um, mm -hmm. How has that changed and how, how does that still play a role in your life, in your life now? Totally. I think I went through a long period of time without goals and now I'm super disciplined about reviewing my short term and mid medium term goals every single day. I keep a journal. I start my journal at like 4.30 in the morning. I go through all of my goals and just by doing that one step, it reminds me of every course I need to take. So the purpose of setting goals is let's say I want to make a billion dollars, like a long term goal. Well, every step I take today needs to lead to that goal essentially. And we can break that down into shorter term goals and having a successful company, having 10,000 coaches on my platform and, and breaking it even smaller. But if you don't have a long-term goal, what are your actions today leading towards? So if you have a long-term goal, all of your actions today, you can ask yourself, are those leading towards my long-term goal? It may be decades out. It may be 25 years out, but is your action today going to make you that person in the future? So I'm super disciplined about staying the course to the person I want to become and reviewing that daily. So sure, things change. Your goals may change. Never lower your goals. Um, always increase your action. Yeah. But make sure that the, the actions you take today are leading towards the person you want to be. Does the person you want to be sleep in? Me? No, never. Mm -hmm. um, I never want to retire. I want to have um, hundreds of businesses. I want to be, you know an entrepreneur that uh, impacts the world on a, on a global level. So when I look at my day-to-day -day actions, it's how can I scale my life in a way that I get noticed, I get um, people that are magnetized towards me and, and mm -hmm. grow towards my goals. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing I say discipline to is, is my um, schedule. <laughs> I, I will never miss a day of getting up at 4 a.m. Um, I don't even think about getting in my 39 degree cold plunge in the morning mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. And, you know, just like my workout schedule, um, the food I eat in the morning, my my 14 hour fast, I stop how I stop eating in the evening, um, yeah. the time I go to bed, books I read, books I listen to, no music in the car. I have all of these things that I know that my role models do. Mm. And I am extremely disciplined about doing them in my own life because yeah. I don't want this life. I want better. Yeah, that's so cool. And I, like there's literally no reason why all of us shouldn't be striving for better and like mm -hmm. of course it looks different for everyone and discipline everyone's discipline is going to look different but it's that's what we should all be always striving for like why would why would we not want that um and that that reminded me that was something i was going to say as well i think we touched on it earlier but 
I, I remember seeing on one of your Instagram stories as well, you were saying how like now when you get in the cold plunge, you've almost like you notice that that inner voice, that inner, not inner critic, but that, that inner voice that's like, yeah. oh, why are you doing this? I don't want to do this. You've noticed that it's almost already started to fade or even if it hasn't totally. faded, you can't hear it as much anymore because you've literally rewired it. I yeah, think that's it's so, so cool, cool to see. Yeah. I love that. That's something I thought about this morning was I was in the plunge without effort and it's hard so cool. it is really hard it's i so go fully cool. under and it's it's freezing it's colder than anything and yeah. i used to have that voice that says you've done enough go back to bed or hey you need to sleep in you need to take it easy and yeah also it, when people start commenting on the level of action you're taking it's not a reflection of the action you're taking it's a reflection of the inaction they're taking oh yeah so yeah. i consistently get told that i'm gonna burn out i'm, I'm gonna have all this I dealt with burnout. I, I've, I've had it before. I run my life in a manner now where um, in the evenings, I get, I am so well rested. I, I have such a good recovery routine mm. that there's no burnout in my life. And yeah. I can I drain myself every single day. I go 110% so that I can grow. And I think that there's a connotation that we need to save our energy so that we don't burn out. <laughs> you know, I think that maybe if you stop smoking your vape pen and, exactly. um, you know, did some uh, wellness tech practices, you wouldn't have to take yeah. Mondays off. But um, totally, I think there's always um, ways to grow. And I am dead set on becoming the person I want to be. Yeah, I love that. I think it's like people have a sometimes people have like a skewed version of what it's like telling you that you're going to burn out. But it's like, not doing those things is what is what's going to make you burn out like yeah totally. oftentimes people are burnt out and they don't even realize it like if you need to sleep like tw 12 hours a day then that's probably you're a sign out. that you're burnt out yeah even if you think like oh no i'm getting enough rest but it's like well why when you've had eight hours of hours of sleep do you still feel exhausted you know that's a sign totally. that's, that's um that, yeah you know, i love um, it i'm coming up on a year of um, a year sober. So my wife and I, uh, May 24th of last year, we decided we weren't going to drink alcohol anymore. Yeah. And the contribution to my overall wellness and happiness has been undeniable. Mm. Um, you know, I was never, well, sure. We like to have a few drinks on the weekend, relax. Yeah. And the only time I was ever drinking was to change my state. Yeah. And it wasn't because I was depressed or anything, but I realized that I would pick up a drink to take the edge off. And what is taking the mm. edge off? It's changing your state. Yeah. So by not drinking, it's forced myself to get in full control of my state. Mm -hmm. So all times, um, I need to know how I feel and I choose to feel good. There's yeah. the odd time where something externally will, will change how I feel. But then I come back to my, my normal, which is feeling amazing. And yeah. I haven't been sick in forever. I think I, I wrote into my story the other day, I had COVID over Christmas, but I had it for like six hours whereas yeah. <laughs> i gave it to someone very close to me and they had it for six weeks so yeah. it's all about like the overall health and wellness and the sacrifices that you can make in your life to get to where you want to be mm. i was stuck in a short-term thinking mindset like oh these donuts taste good i'm gonna eat them and then feeling like crap the next day or oh this you know <laughs> uh i don't know hot shower feels good i'm not you know cold shower stuff yeah definitely but sh short-term thinking is because you don't have long-term goals yeah. if you knew exactly who you wanted to be 20 years 10 years from now short-term thinking wouldn't enter your mind and that's what's happened yeah. to me i don't have short-term um wants any no, no more short-term desires 
Mm, that's so cool. Yeah. And I, and I think it's like always coming back to the reason that you want to do something like even, you know, I can definitely relate to that because not, um, I've been kind of toying with that idea for a while, like not um, stopping drinking and things like that. And it's like, I I rarely drink anyway, but like sometimes same, same with like how it was for you and your wife, like me and my partner, like on the weekends would like sometimes go out, have a few cocktails and things like that. And even though it's not like, it's like every, every few weeks, every, every other month or something like that, you know, the, the weeks when it's not happening and you wake, you wake up on the Saturday and a Sunday and you're not hungover, you don't have any, you know, even if you like say you don't get hungover, you know, your body is hungover, even if it's not horrendous. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like the worst feeling in the world. Like the brain, there's no brain fog, there's clarity, there's like, you feel like you're getting up with purpose, you know, you don't want to eat crappy food. And I think, yeah, I say that to him, I was like, this, this feeling is just, it's like, you feel like elite. You're like, okay, why, why do I need to wake up on a, saturday and a sunday and why do i just decide oh it's friday like i must go out for a drink like what's the what's the intention behind it and i think i'm I'm not saying that everyone has to stop drinking like you know do you do you but like even just even just experimenting with it like you know seeing okay i wanted to take the edge off why did i want to take the edge Mm -hmm. off and now you don't that thing that you wanted to you know feel relieved from is not there because you're not feeding into that cycle you know absolutely um, and understanding why is so important like um it, it leads back to the long-term mindset it's who mm-hmm. do you want to be and i think yeah. that's so scary for a lot of people it was so scary for me yeah uh, who do i want to be in 10 15 20 30 years but it's a question you need to ask yourself as soon as you can mm. because that gets closer every second every hour every day mm. and if you don't have a plan you're going to wind up where your actions take you, where your actions aren't um, on a on a cycle. They're not planned out. So just like me, the reason I don't drink is because the future person I want to be doesn't have a drink. Yeah. Um, the reason that, you know, I get up early is so that I can have time to do this awesome routine in the morning that makes me feel great because mm. I know that I want to stay in that state. Yeah. Um, you know, I was also chasing chasing that without realizing it chasing you know taking the edge off which is Mm. changing the state isn't getting you into that happy flow state where i choose to live in that now Mm. and um yeah there's nothing wrong with you know addressing um have or having a few 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 drinks but address why why Mm. do you have them and and if it's to be social then you know that's a lie you can be Mm. social completely without drinks or if it's yeah if if you say anything that's beyond what you know to be true, you need to get down to the truth. So ask yourself why. Mm. And if you keep coming back to reasons that don't involve the actual drink themselves, it's a lie. <laughs> so find find out why you need alcohol. And then if it's fine for you, keep going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess before we wrap up and get into the like final round of quick fire questions, um, I just want to like I want to talk a tiny little bit more about um, Hatchpath and the platform that you've built and that you're building and just um, I'll just again like I'll give you the floor like if there's anything that you want to explain about it you know how people can join if they're interested how people will know if it's for them and like you know what what the purpose is behind it so go ahead yeah absolutely so Hatchpath was built out of my own desire to change 
how I was feeling. And I was lucky enough to stumble into someone that helped me, who was my coach. Um, I then became a coach myself. And I realized just how hard it is to find the right person for you. And it's ironic that when we go through high school, we have teachers, college, university, we have people that help us. But once you're in adulthood, um, mm -hmm. unless you're a, an elite athlete or a CEO, there's not really anybody with coaches. So coaching is the new nepotism. I truly believe it. Um, nepotism essentially means that you had parents that succeeded and they taught you how. You don't need successful parents to become successful now. You don't need healthy parents to be healthy now. Um, you just need someone that can help you. And I built Hatchpath to have all of those amazing people in one place. We just passed 150 coaches with everything from nutrition coaching to energy healing mm. and everything in between. And for a limited time only, we are paying for your first session on the platform. So if you're interested into getting into coaching, come to Hatchpath. It's a simple sign up. It's www.hatchpath.io. And basically you, you'd fill out our sign up form just like you would on any other platform and you join. And the way it works is a little bit less intuitive, but we think it's a better practice. Clients post jobs that coaches get to apply to. So if you know what you need help with, you can post this anonymously. So you can select from a list of services and then write a little description, post a job. A ton of coaches will apply and you can select the right one for you. So it's a new flow. It's a new way of doing things. And we're paying for your first session. And if you're a coach of any kind, you can join us too. You'll apply through the same link and um, one of our admin team will approve you and have an onboarding call with you. That's so cool. Thank you. And I, one of the things I love about it that you just mentioned is that it is so like th there's, there's, um, there's such a vast range of people, like of coaches and thus like clients can kind of come on and almost certainly like find, find someone or something that, that mm -hmm. suits them, which is cool. But it, it also kind of still feels like a community, you know, it doesn't feel like, so broad and you know disconnected it it feels like vast and like there's a wide range but it feels like a really communal space and it feels like it's it, it is one of those things or it's going to be one of those things it's like oh oh you're on hatchpot okay cool yeah. yeah oh you're a client on hatchpot oh that's so cool you know it feels like it i can see like it coming in into life like on its own so totally. it's really cool and one more thing I want to mention is there's never any subscription fees. So if you want to join just to peruse on either side, um, we're happy to have you. So um, we will never charge a subscription on the platform. So just sign up and explore. Cool. Um, so I'm just going to go quickly go into the bit where I um, section where I'm just going to pull like a, an Oracle card. Um, Love it. So I've just cleansed the deck. So I'm just going to like close my eyes and um just like have my hand wandering above them so if you just want to tell me when to stop intuitively sure. when you're called and i'll and i'll stop and pick one okay sure okay stop oh that's cool so it stopped like right in the middle of um two so i picked the two up um and the first one that came up sir, is um symmetry and it's saying there's always a third way, <laughs> which Ooh. is pretty cool. Like, seems like what we were talking about breaking the paradigm and, and things like that. Um, and the second one is creation. Um, and this one is about become, becoming a conduit for growth. So I feel like that. Those are great. Yeah. Um, so super quickly, I've just got a couple of quick fire questions um, to just um, like, so any, any answer that intuitively comes up, sure. um, 
just just say that um so the first one is how do you want to look back on your life in 70 years um i want to see that i gave all of my effort to all of the pillars of my life and that i gave my family an amazing journey cool um the second one is what would you want people to know that could enable them to live their fullest expression or their fullest life right now you you got it all of the power is in you just unleash it i love that um what does being present mean to you i think it's the only moment we have i think that everything good happens now we can't change it in the future we can't change it in the past so decide to be here and finally what are um what are three words that would like define your current experience whether that's right in this moment of life whatever okay. you words you choose <laughs> i think the first one is family we're bringing uh, a new soul into the world which i think is really great awesome. congratulations um, thank you love is the second one um i'm learning that by loving myself and not expecting the same from others that there is a deeper connection there i used to put the same amount of expectation on myself as I did others and I realized that everybody's on their own journey and you need to love them for it and then the third one's growth I, mm -hmm. I strive to grow every day whether that's reading something new talking to someone like yourself or um, just learning so um, yeah those are my three that's really wholesome um, and sorry I forgot one more um, is there are there any like really kind of poignant um, people whether that's people in your life you know spiritual teachers whatever books quotes anything that have stuck out to you like from the start of your kind of healing or spiritual journey and just never left you absolutely so I think there's two that are very different I have Joe Dispenza who got me through every I think I've read every single one of his books oh, so cool. uh, I watch him on Gaia <laughs> you know I've, I've I started with him he was the yeah. first he was the reason that I got got happy <laughs> or so tried funny. to be at least yeah and um his journey was that he put his spine back together with his mind and did all of this incredible stuff which was unbelievable that and then you hear about everybody who's attended a seminar and have cured yeah. blindness have walked again so joe dispenza and then on the other side of the spectrum it's rob deirdrick so here's a guy that everybody knows as the mtv host of um, ridiculousness but um, if you listen to his podcast, if you dive mm. deeper into his story, you get to see the growth that he's experienced and how he's systemized his life. Mm. So the way that I systemize my life, the way that I plan things is done by a very similar system to Rob. And I actually email Lauren every single morning because it's something that Rob did for his wife. Oh yeah. So I send her a love note. I send her my schedule and this all happens before 5 a.m. Oh, and I send her some stuff that I, that's important for me to accomplish during the day, but I also always recognize how hard she's working and uh, just remind her how much she means to me. So oh, those really are my lovely. two people. Yeah. That's really lovely. That's such a nice, uh, nice note to end on. Um, so, well, also, is there um, anything, anything you want to add? Where can people find you? Um, I'll put like links and stuff in the description below. But sure. Pimp yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. If you if you're struggling with something that I went through, so like chronic Lyme or traumatic brain injury, free, feel free to reach out, reach out to me directly. If you want a more holistic approach, um, please sign up for Hatchpath. Again, we're paying for your first session. I think it would be tremendous help for myself and for our coaches and for you to join our platform. 
and test it out. We're in what we're calling our beta. That's why this offer is here. In a month or so, this offer will no longer be standing. So if you want to be one of the first people on the platform, um, come and test it out. And we'll pay for your first session. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for coming on the podcast. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it informative. And I feel like there's a lot of actionable, tangible things that you can do. And I found this conversation to be really empowering. And I understand that, you know, these topics can be triggering or intimidating and even overwhelming for some people. But I think in this episode, we really kind of stripped it back down to basics. And I hope that it helped you to feel empowered in some way. I hope that you can take something away from it, connect with us, let us know how you enjoyed this episode, um, what you took away from it. And with that, may your breath be relentless, may your spirit be exalted, and may your joy be contagious. And I'll see you next week for another one.